Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Well, who's ready for the word this morning? Yeah. You enjoy church? Come on, we should be enjoying church. And I think the title today, I can't even remember, is it Back to Basics, baby? I don't know about that. Back to Basics. I don't even know. Somebody said something to me on Friday, and I thought it was Tuesday, and I'm talking to them, and I'm like, it's Friday. And I'm like, Back to Basics. I'm praying, so help me. Uh, back to Basics. I think it's time that we get back to Basics. I think we overcomplicate life in Christ. We overcomplicate Christianity. We overcomplicate, how should I present myself? How should I project myself? What should I do? What do I, I think it's time to get back to basics. Yeah. And what I love about basics is basics are basic. <laughs> They're pretty simple. But we always want to add to and add on and layer. And if I do this, you don't have to do anything for God to love you. He loves you so much as you are, and he wants you to be who you are. I've said it many times over the years that our influence is in our nature. Because you are made by God, for God, you are called to the purposes of God and anointed or gifted for that call. That you being you is awesome. You being you is powerful. You being you will change lives. It will see your life changed and it will allow others and lives to be changed through you. And last weekend we had Vision Sunday. I called it Challenge Sunday because I wanted to challenge us. Uh, and we, we, we said we could project the vision. We want a building and we want this and we want, and we want to do all these things. But I said ultimately the vision of this house is you living fully. You glorifying God. You Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. That, that the, the vision of this house is loving God, loving others, and serving our community. Yeah. Making a difference. Being light in a dark place. Being that salt that, that preserves lives, that flavors other people's worlds. And, and I spoke about, and I'll probably expand on this one day because we didn't really get into it in detail, but I wanted to challenge us in four areas. And I just want to mention that this morning so that we can think about that again. If you weren't here, maybe go back and see the video. But I wanted to challenge us in, in our calling. That you've got a vision for your life, but you have a vision for your calling. What God has called and created you to be and do. And then I said, have you, have you got a vision for your connection? What you're connected to? Because it says in John 15, if you're not connected to the vine, you can achieve nothing, do nothing, be fruitless in life. So, so are you connected to God? Are you connected to his house? Are you connected to your calling? Are you connected to what he's asking of you? The next thing was your contribution. And I, do you feel you have a part to play in the house of God? Because it's not a hotel, it's a house. That, that every single one of us, it's, it's not even just a, a calling or that to, to contribute, it's a mandate. Come into my house and become part of the family. And the Bible says when every part plays its part, the body grows. So so have you got a vision for for how you can contribute? Because we're all uniquely gifted. We're all uniquely anointed and, and empowered for this life. But are you playing your part? Are you doing what God has anointed you and gifted you to do in life? Because somebody else needs it. Somebody else needs you being you, doing you in their world. And that will be the thing that unlocks them, that breaks chains from their life, that, that, that enables them to see clearly. Yeah. yeah? And the last one is your community. Yeah. That church, this isn't, this isn't what this is about. 
This is about now being empowered, being filled, being refreshed, being set on fire to go out there. And bring revival starts with one. Revival isn't the stadiums. Revival isn't the, the thousands in a meeting. That's empowerment. Revival is when the ones go out and start spot fires and start touching other lives where they go and get next to somebody else and that person gets on fire. That's revival. Yeah. And so, so I want to encourage us that, that let's, let's have a vision for our calling. Let's have a vision for connection. Let's have a vision for contribution and let's have a vision for community. Amen? Yeah. I just want to celebrate Aaron King, my good mate this week. He got his master's degree Woo! in business, which is a massive achievement. Anybody else have an anniversary, a birthday, finish your master's degree this week? When you do, we're going to celebrate you as well. So this morning, I just, I briefly want to talk about living like Jesus. It's probably a good thing to take our example in life as Christians, Christ followers, to live like Jesus lived, uh, or at least attempt to, at least to day by day say, you know what, I'm going to do what I can to grow in Christ's likeness. It says in Matthew 4, it says, starting in verse 18, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. They, do, they were doing what they did. They were doing what they knew. They were doing what they'd been trained in. They were active. They were, they were doing life. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And at once they left their nets and followed him. That's amazing to me. That these are these two grown men doing what they've studied for, what they've what they've been taught in, what they've seen, and, and they've probably been handed down through generations. That dad was probably a fisherman. His dad was probably a fisherman. They would come follow him. It says immediately they left their nets and followed him. He said, I'm going to change the purpose of your life. You think you're on this planet for this reason, but I've got a greater purpose for your life. I, I want to challenge us here this morning. God has a greater purpose for each of our lives and if we will listen to his voice and we will, at times where needed, drop our nets and start walking with him, that we will enter into a new day of, of productiveness and fruitfulness and effectiveness for Christ. And the reality is in this life, Jesus simply invites us into relationship and then asks us to do the same for somebody else. That's, that's, that's the basics of it. Jesus wants to be in relationship with you. Yeah. He wants you to be in a relationship with others and he wants you to put their hand in his hand. He wants you just he just wants your life to set an example for somebody else. Yeah. That somebody else would look on and go, I want what you have. I want to I want that joy, that unspeakable joy, that makes no sense. I want that peace in the middle of a storm. You see, we shouldn't be shifted and swayed by circumstances of life. There should be a ballast in our soul that keeps us upright, that stops us freaking out and spinning out and, and, and running whenever something happens because there's an assurance on the inside that greater is he on the inside than, than he that is coming against me. Amen? Let's not over overcomplicate our Christianity. It says in Colossians 1, starting in verse 16, it says, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. You were created by God for God. Yeah. 
Your life is not your own. My life is not my own. If I'm to call, if I'm to be a disciple of Christ, a disciplined one that walks in His way, my life is not my own. The Apostle Paul said, "He who would find his life must first lose his life." We've got to lay down our life. We've got to live as dead men to truly come alive and experience all that God has for us. And you're here today, walking the planet, because God wanted you. And God wants to partner with you. I don't know about you, but if if you stop and think about that for one second, that blows my mind. God wanted me. He thought about me. So he created me. That's what Genesis said. In the beginning, he said, let us us create man in our image. In the image of God, he created the male. You were created because God wanted you. And then he goes, "I, I want you that much. And I love you that much that I want to partner with you to see others brought into the family. That's what that's why the church exists. And I and this is this is unreal. I love this. This is a highlight of my week. To worship. I get I get taken. I just I get lost in worship and it and, and God is there and you sense the presence of God. But if that's all it is, what's it what's it do? It's just I feel good on a Sunday for an hour and a half and then I go about my life. But God didn't call create me and call me for an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's the totality of our world. God wants to partner with you. It says this in Corinthians. We all know this passage of Scripture. 1 Corinthians 13. Can anyone tell me what it is? All right, you can. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but I do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I don't have love, I'm an annoyance. Really? Do you know what I mean? You telling somebody you're a Christian will actually be a point of annoyance if you don't live like a Christian. Right? And how, over the years, how many Christians have you seen that have annoyed you? Like, I I just want to get real this morning. Do you know, because because we're meant to be ambassadors for Christ. We're meant to represent the one we call King. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but do not love, I am nothing. I'm unproductive. I'm spinning plates. I'm juggling balls. I'm taking up space. I'm consuming air. I'm I'm nothing. That's what the word says. If I don't have love, if I don't show love, if I don't give love, if I don't express love, which takes many forms and many shapes and in every circumstance and situation, I am nothing. I'm a Christian. I hate your guts. I'm going to flip you off. I'm going to, I'm, we're nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, give my body to hardship that I may boast that I have not love, I gain nothing. My life is irrelevant. I can do every good work. I can spend everything I have on everybody else. I can, But if I don't love, if it doesn't come from a place grounded and rooted in love, I'm irrelevant to the world. Because they go, yeah, whatever. Okay, you bought me a coffee, whatever. Well, something needs to shift. Yeah. I, did this, I didn't want this to be heavy. I'm just trying. <laughs> Love is patient. Yeah. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It, it doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. Keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love 
never fails. But where there are prophets, they'll cease. Where there are tongues, they'll be still. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. We know in part, we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. We've been talking about maturity and moving on and growing in God. It says, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child and I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part that I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain. Faith, hope and love, but the greatest of these is love. I, I love that. that uh, can, can I encourage you this week, read 1 Corinthians 13 and read it and sit on it and let God speak to you from it. Because it, because it will highlight areas in your life and in my life that I need to work on. Yeah. There'll be an area in there that we're not we're not 100 at yet that we can work on that we can and you know what for all the other areas that you're brilliant in keep doing those yeah. but work on the areas that you're not because because love is complete and love is total and love looks like action Good. you know when Jesus was asked the greatest commandment he said love the Lord your God with all your heart soul mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself and and I don't know what God's doing but I know He's moving. I know he's moving by the spirit. I know there are neighborhoods that he wants us to touch. I know there are families that he wants us to get into. There, there are words that he wants us to speak, and he wants us to prophesy, and he wants us to do acts of kindness, and he wants, but he wants us to do it from a position of love. And, you know, the thing is, how do we love others? And in Matthew 28, verse 18, it says this, Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Go and lead people into a relationship with me, and I'll back you. Yeah. Heaven's backing me, and I'll back you. I'll give you the tools you need in the moment. Just go and lead somebody else into a relationship with me. The word says that God's heart is that none should perish, but all should come to a turn. Oh, mate, you don't know about the dirty sinners. You don't know about those guys in jail. You don't know about those guys that are on drugs and, uh, and uh, those those. God wants everybody to be saved. God wants every life touched. God wants everybody to know His love. But guess what? They can't see Jesus. Jesus can't be seen, but He can. But He can't. Jesus can't be seen, but he can be seen through you and I. Because we're Christ's ambassadors. We're his reflection in the earth. People can see Jesus through you and I. If you're going to call yourself a Christian, look like one. And don't look like one, live like one. Live like Christ and let others see there is forgiveness. There is mercy. There is grace. Because I need it. I need to see Jesus in you this week. I need to see Jesus. If somebody else at your place of work needs to see Jesus this week, when they look around the corner, they need to be shocked and go, I, th I thought I just saw Jesus. Because of the way you live and because of the way you talk and because of the grace that, that your words are seasoned with, because of the, the acceptance and the forgiveness. and the, Somebody needs to see Jesus this week and they can see him through you. Amen? Is this, is this all right? Yes. Proverbs 11 says, The fruit of righteousness is a tree of life. The one who saves, who, who is wise saves lives. There, there is wisdom in going after souls. That's what the Bible says. Matthew 4, Come follow me, Jesus said, I'll, make, I'll, I'll send you out to fish for people. Mark 16, 15, He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. St. Francis of Assisi says, Preach the word. In and out of season, every circumstance you find, and where necessary, use words. 
We're not all preachers. We're not all going to stand on a platform, but your life preaches. Every single day you're preaching. What gospel are you preaching? Are they they hearing the truth of the gospel of Jesus? Are they hearing good news? Because good news is Jesus saves. Good news is Jesus heals. Good news is there's there's forgiveness found in Jesus. And and I've got to tell you, in life, I've got nothing if I don't have Jesus. And we just have to come to that place of realisation and understanding it. Without God, I've got nothing. I can give you nothing. I can I can be empathetic. I can be sympathetic. I can be happy, or I can be, but I can't give you anything of eternal significance. But you were put on this planet to see lives and worlds and futures transformed. And, and I want us to step into it. I want us to step into the significance of who we are. Made by God for God. That's that's powerful. That will change Noosa. That will usher in room. That will change businesses. That will change family units. So, and I got, I got to tell you, let's, let's not play church. Let's be church. Let's go and see this place rocked for Jesus. Let's spend our day. Do you know what the greatest thing you will ever do is spend your life for somebody else? That's what Jesus did. He bank, God bankrupted heaven sending Jesus to gain humanity. We, we can spend our life. God will use you. And I don't know if that excites you or not, but that... I prayed a prayer when I was a young believer. God, if you'll use me, I'll be used. I believe in miracles. I believe in the power of God. I believe in healing. I believe in breakthrough. And I've seen miracles all across the globe. Blind eyes open. Deaf ears open. People paralyzed in wheelchairs standing up and walking after having three three strokes and, and, and driven. There was one woman in Perth, in Tasmania, sorry. She was in a wheelchair, hunched over, dribbling out the side. She had three strokes. She couldn't talk. She was non-verbal. She couldn't walk. She had carers 24-7. And God said, I'm going to heal her. So I said, wheel her forward. In Jesus' name, be healed. She stood out of her chair and she started praising God. I've been in the Philippines and seen the same thing. I've seen people healed of cancer. I've seen people healed of rheumatoid arthritis. In every job, God wants to partner with you. That's that's my gifting. That's what God placed. But, but God has placed something different in you, and He wants to use you to be a blessing. And honestly, what a noble cause! To, what, what do you want to do in life, Christian? I want to be a blessing. I want to bless others. I want others to encounter me and walk away feeling blessed. Not that I took from them, not that I wanted from them, not that I drained them, but they, they felt filled when they left me. I think that should be all. What do you want to do? I want to be a blessing. I want to bless others. And, I, and I've got to tell you, your life seems to increase and enlarge when you're living for others and not just self. If, if I just think about me, it's, it's literally, it's like I get depressed and I feel like I'm in a little cave and it's me in a nutshell. It's that the world closes in on me. But when I start forgetting about me and I started thinking about other people, that's, that's literally the word God spoke to me when I got saved. I, I got saved, I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I was prayed for, and I felt like God said, I've got you, now go and get my people. And it was like he was saying, don't, don't worry about you, don't worry about your life, don't worry about, which sounds a little bit like Matthew 6. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. That, that, that when we think about others and we think about God and his plans, and his, that life just gets bigger. Amen? Amen. 
John 4 says this, do you not, do not have a saying, it's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes, look at the fields, the, they are ripe for harvest. Even now the one who reaps draws a wage of house and crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. It, I, I honestly believe we're in a time and a season of harvesting. We've sown, we've sown seeds, we've sown faith, we've sown energy, we've sown love. We've sown, but it is a season to reap. And my prayer is that each of us would have eyes to see the souls that God has prepared for us to redeem. Yeah. That, that, and that you would, at your place of work, at your home, with your relatives, with your friends, with, with somebody overseas that, you know, that God lays upon your heart. Every week I'm texting people, calling people, and, and, and emailing people that God lays upon my heart. Don't know why, but I felt this for you, and I just want to tell you you're loved, you're appreciated. God's for you, he's with you. If you ever want to talk about anything, let me know. And I get text after text. That was, that was perfect, Tom. And you know what? It didn't take much effort. It took me either, or I either push the button and say, Siri, text Justin, uh, or, I, or I take 10 seconds and I do a text. But, but that can change somebody's life. Yeah. That can be the blessing they need in that moment. That, that it's, we, it doesn't have to be bigger. Let's get back to basics. Yeah. Right now, the, the harvest is ready. And you know what? Jesus, the one thing he committed himself to was building the church. Yeah. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's the one thing he committed himself to building. But the church isn't a building. It's people. It's the community of faith. So when I talk church, don't think building. We want to build. We want to do. We, that, that's, that's a given. I want people. I want new people. I want new faces. I want new families. I want people that are hurting. I want people that are broken. I want people that are struggling. I want people that are drug addicted. I want, do you know why? Because God can heal them up. Yeah. In this atmosphere, yeah. in this space, in, in this place of love and acceptance, people can get healed up. Yeah. And the Bible says there's none that are righteous, not one. Yeah. None of us are deserving, but everyone is, is blessed. Yeah. And, we, and, and it's a free gift given. I don't know, I'm getting deep, but... Um, <laughs> Let's pay it forward. Yeah. Somebody prayed for me. Yeah. Somebody did life in Christ. Somebody went. Somebody was gracious to me. Somebody welcomed me. Somebody invited me to a connect group. Somebody invited me to lunch. Somebody said, "Let's go for a certain." There was there were people that blessed me as I walked into a relationship with Christ. I'm going to now pay it forward. Can I challenge you? Just have that mindset. I'm going to pay it forward. I'm going to pay my faith forward. I'm going to pay my blessing forward. I'm going to pay my joy forward. I'm going to pay my healing forward. Because if you've been given, freely given, freely received, freely give. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you've received in your life from God and others, just let it go. And watch it come back. Let, create that flow. Create that rhythm. We can create flows in our lives and rhythms in our lives that are of good things. We can create rhythms and flows in our lives of bad things, bad habits and bad thoughts and bad actions. And bad, and, and it becomes something that's got a hold of me and it's, it's a rhythm and it's a cycle. But I can break that and I can step into I'm going to pay it forward. Amen? You're looking at me. Let me remind us, Jesus is visible, but we are not. It's time to, to get back to doing those things that hold eternal significance, not just temporal urgency. I got it. I know a person is more important than what you got to do. Because generally, what I got to do is what I want to do because that's what I desire. But honestly, if God is bringing somebody across your path, or if God is putting somebody over your mind, do something 
with that God prompting, with that Holy Spirit. Let's get back to let's do something. Let's birth our Christianity. Oh, I'm a Christian. I don't do anything for anyone. Let's birth that. I'm a Christian, therefore I live sacrificially. Therefore I live generously. Therefore I forgive. Therefore I get up. I stir my soul and I live a certain way. Let's let's birth our Christianity. Let me ask you this. When was the last time you had a real conversation with someone? A face-to-face conversation. How are you? How is your marriage? How is your health? Is there anything I could pray about with you? Do you do you need anything that I could help you? When was the last time you you had? And I and I'm saying this for thought provocation for all of us. You had a real conversation with someone that that shifted something, a thought in their mind, or a heaviness in their soul. Or when was the last time somebody felt their burdens eased because they sat with you? Yeah. Let me say it this way, and I don't want to be sacrilegiously, but when, the last time they sat with Jesus, because you're His ambassador. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. this is going on the video. <laughs> it's always been about people. Yeah. Jesus loved people. Yeah. He called people by their name. One of the greatest sounds in life is to hear your name. Sure. Wally, Sue, Anushka. Like one of the greatest things when somebody knows who you are. And acknowledges who you are. God wants us to know people. He wants us to see people. And he wants us to acknowledge them. Not their problem. Jesus never called people by their sin. He set people free from their sin. So often we want to pay. There's the prostitute. There's the drug addict. There's the divorcee. Jesus never called anybody by their sin or by their problem. He called them by name. He says, you know what, I'm going to help you. I'm going to lighten your load. I'm going to lift you up where everything else is trying to push you down. I'm going to lift you. I'm going to lift your head high. The waters may be rising. I'm going to jump in with you. I'm going to. I'm going to help you float. You're not going to sink on my watch. That's that's how I want to live. If you're hurting, I'm going to hurt with you. If you're celebrating, I want to celebrate with you. I want to. This. Do you know what? Because we're better together. Let's 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 get back to basics. Let's do life well. And you know what? I love it because sometimes there's a question in our mind, oh, if, I, if I hang with them or if I associate with them, maybe what's on them will get on me. Jesus hung with the prostitutes, yeah. with the tax collectors, yeah. with the lepers. And, and it didn't get on him. He brought change to their world. Yeah. Greater is he that is in the world. Yeah. Devil, you may lie. Devil, you may scheme. Devil, you may push. You may huff and you may puff. But you know what? I'm moving forward. I, I've got the name of Jesus as the banner over my life. And there's nothing that's going to stop me. There's no demon in hell. There's no devil. That, that's the, do you know what? Devil, you're under my foot. Yeah. Your head was crushed. Jesus rose victorious with the keys of death and sin, and he's liberated us, and he set us free. I'm going to live like a victor in life, and I'm going to help others into victory. What's the difference between me and a sinner? Absolutely nothing. Except an invisible blanket called grace. Yeah. And I don't deserve it. Yeah. And you don't deserve it. So the view that I hold of that person that God's trying to bring across my path, they're exactly the same. He sees them the same as me. He sees them as perfect because they're made in his image. There is no difference between me and a sinner. There is no difference between you and a sinner except the grace of God. 
and the grace of God is extended to every single person. Every The 8 billion walking this planet, the grace of God is extended towards them. And we can be that conduit that lets grace flow and lets acceptance flow. And, lets, and do, you, do you know what you can do? Oh, this is kitsch and this is, oh, you know, it's so cliche. No, this is, this is getting back to basics. You can have every doctrine, every theology degree. You can have done Bible college for 15, 20 years if you want. You can be a professional student. It means nothing if I don't have love. Yeah, come on. I'm an annoyance yeah. and I'm irrelevant. So I want us to get to that place of getting back to God use me. If you use me, I'll be used. Amen. Yeah. How do you do it? Believe in people. See the see the good in people. There was a guy that walked in here this morning and and he walked up, he goes, Where's the coffee? And I was like, what, what do you mean? And and he's obviously on substance. And and the funny thing was, I'd just gone to get coffees for the team, and I'm walking back in as this guy walks out. And I, I thought it was spiritual, to tell you the truth, but it was, he walks out and goes, oh, yeah, the Sunday club, come and get a coffee. What a joke that is. I'm like, and I, I, I seriously thought it was spiritual because I'm walking in with six coffees for the team. And I walk up here and they go, oh, some guy came in looking for a coffee, but I think he was meant to be down somewhere else. But they told him, you don't fit here, go somewhere else. So I was like, oh, I'll go and buy him a coffee. So I went downstairs, but he wasn't there. So I went up to the coffee shop and he was there. But he just blasted the girl behind the counter. The Sunday club kicked me out. They didn't give me a coffee. They said, come and have a coffee. And then they, he's talking about the church. Not this church, eh, church? And I said, I'll buy you a coffee. He goes, no, I've already bought a coffee. I said, I'll buy you another one. He goes, no. I said, well, I'll put money here for, you know, next week and you can, you can have it. And he just took off. But I thought, how sad is it that somebody came, it was over a coffee, $3. $2, we could have got some. Somebody was looking for connection. This guy was troubled. He was substance abusing. He was not in a good place. And we've all been there. Maybe not that circumstance, but we've all been in a bad place. I've got family members, cousins that have been on drugs their entire life, in and out of jail, that they just need a coffee from the Sunday club. From, from you and I. From, from somebody. And, and his, I don't want his last thought. I'm going to be looking for him for the next few weeks yeah. to walk in the street to buy him a coffee yeah. and say, can I, can I pay for your breakfast? Because I, I don't want his last thought to be church, the Sunday club. Yeah. Invited me in and said I didn't fit. Now, have you ever heard the story of Gandhi? Gandhi said, I love your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Because he went to church one day and was asked to leave because he wasn't wearing the right attire. He didn't look like everybody else. He was dirty. He was on drugs. He was a divorcee. He was a bankrupt. He was he was asked to leave because he didn't fit the mold. But what is the mold? Because maybe I don't fit the mold. Maybe you don't fit the mold. We do. We all fit the mold. What I'm saying, I, I don't want that guy to go away thinking of Jesus. As somebody, because do you know his words? The Sunday club rejected me. That, that was the words that came out of his mouth. So I, I, it's my mission. I'm going to find that guy. And apparently he sleeps up at the bus stop. I asked a few people. I'm going to find him and I'm going to bless his world and love on him and, and, and try and reflect Jesus to him. To me, church, that's, that's getting back to basics. So our, our, our dream for this church is souls won to Christ, disciples made of Christ, and families blessed as a result.
that, that's our dream. But the only way for that to happen is for each of us to leave this place and go and be, rea- be it in reality. Yeah. Is go and be a Christian and go and live like a Christian and go and love like Jesus loved and go and be a blessing where we're found. Amen? Yeah. Let me read this one last scripture and then we're going to pray so the team may come. In Luke 19, it says this, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him. Since Jesus was coming that way, when Jesus reached that spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, the religious. He is going to be with the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay it back four times that amount. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. The son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. And I love this story. I just love the Bible. Read the Bible. Just, just, just let it come alive to you. This gives me an example of how I can live. Jesus saw somebody that everybody else rejected. And he knew where Zacchaeus was. He was, he was the money rule that takes all our money. He takes four times the amount of tax that he should. That guy hurts us. We don't like that guy. And we've all got those people in our world. I don't like that. No, I don't like that. They've taken from me. They've hurt me. They've... Jesus saw. He said, I'm coming to have lunch at your house today. I want to hang with you. He didn't do it because he wanted to become like Zacchaeus. He wanted Zacchaeus to become like him. You have that ability in your world to say, come, come into my world. Come into my space because what I have you need. And what I have will be a blessing. And what I have will lead to change in your life. Don't be afraid to get into people's worlds. Don't, don't be afraid to get into situations that, oh, it's a, bit, it's a bit uncomfortable. It's tough enough. Let's get tough. Like Justin was saying, let's get some pushback in our life. Somebody's swearing, whatever. It will change over time. Somebody's, people don't have to be perfect today. Let's lead them towards perfection. Let's set an example for their life. Let's show them how they can live a better way. Amen? Why don't we stand to our feet? I'm going to read this scripture and pray over us all. John 13, 35 says this. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I will tell you now. Where I'm going, you can't come. A new commandment I give to you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The reality is I don't have to tell anybody I'm a Christian. They should see I They should look at me and say, you're a Christian. I know you're a Christian. Your life tells me you're a Christian. Your actions tell me. He says, by this, by what? Love one another as I have loved you. Unconditionally. Unreservedly. I pour out my love. The Bible says, while we were still sinners and far off from God, he loved us. While we were undeserving and unrepentant, he said, let me lavish my love upon you. Let my grace and my mercy be poured out like a blanket over your life. Can we just close our eyes? 
Father, we love you with everything that's in us. And Father, I thank you and I pray that we are challenged by this word today, that you would give us a heart for the lost, eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart of willingness to step out like the Lord God in whatever you're calling us to. Father, we love you. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.